Well, I guess just like normal, time keeps just passing us by, hey? Dang, <laughs> this episode is launching at the end of April, which is just crazy to me. Ugh. How have you been finding time? The concept of time lately. Do you feel like you have too much of it? Maybe not enough of it? Where are you at? I want to know. I just recently started working from home. And so I'm starting to understand everyone's woes about all of the days kind of feeling the same. You're right. It's true. (laughs) Weekends, weekdays, they all feel the same. Besides the work bit, everything else is the same because it's the same faces, the same spaces. So I'm curious, how are you finding your peace and your calm? Let me know because I need more ideas for myself even. This is more of a selfish thing than a sharing thing, (laughs) but I want to know how you're finding your calm. I want you to think of the relationship that you have with your best, best friend. How freely do you speak with that person? How often are you worried about being judged by them? Or if you are judged by them, does that mean it will harm your relationship? Now, on the flip side, I want you to think of the relationship that you want to work on. What is the difference between the two? The relationship that you want to work on and your current relationship with your best, best friend. To say it bluntly, friends, the only difference primarily, most definitely, is the way you think about those people. Relationships are only based on what we think. And so it starts and ends with how we think about that person, period. The feelings we create towards and about that person, again, is only created by thought. So let that sink in while I tell you (laughs) more. So I mentioned in a previous episode that I can be super critical with those that I'm the closest with, but it's because I love them the most. (laughs) Love again is just a feeling. So when I asked kids what they thought or how they described what love felt like, they said it felt like acceptance and presence. It feels unconditional. Like you can be act a fool, one kid said, and it wouldn't matter. They would laugh with you, not at you. And that's so, so true. So when I think of showing up in love, am I still coming from a point of love from bossing them around and, you know, just giving them all of the advice because I know best after all, I am a life coach. So they probably should just listen to me, (laughs) but they don't. And it's frustrating as all hell, but holding that against them. Is that showing up in love? Yeah, hell no. (laughs) If I'm putting my expectations up on them, it's so unfair. Think about how it feels when someone does that to you, right? This month has been about people pleasing. And so what do you make that mean? So ask it yourself again, what are you making this relationship mean about you? Not you as the second party of the relationship. You as a person. You as a human. What does it mean to you if your kids do take your advice and take the major that you wanted them to take in school? What does that mean about you? What does it mean to you if your partner 
doesn't listen to you, what do you make it mean? Do you make it mean that you're unlovable and you're not worthy of being listened to? What do you make it mean? I always believe in the positive intent when it comes to another human. So this is an easy thought that puts me back into the space of love. Just think of positive intent. I don't, I feel like most people aren't operating in the lens of an asshole, you know? (laughs) I, I believe in people more than that. So I'm going to believe that their intent is never malice or anything crude. It's just positive. It's just going to come off in a different way, or maybe I'm not receiving it in the way that they're intending. So I'm going to take a minute before I pass judgment, and I'm just going to think that they are, again, coming from a place of love. And then what does it mean? The funnest part about being an adult is that we get to do what we want to do. And I know right now it doesn't really feel like it because we're being told all of the things that we're not allowed to do. But all in all, as an adult, right, like we have more free will. And so it's important to remember that within your own relationships as as well. We make our own choices. We take our own actions and we're responsible for our own thoughts. So the one thing that I teach kids is thinking about your circle of control. So I also have this illustrated in the show notes and online for you to check out. But the only thing inside the circle and the only thing I should really be focusing on, like I like to think of this inner circle as um, like wearing a pair of glasses. All right. I do not have 20-20 vision. And if I remove my contact lenses or my glasses, everything gets fuzzy. So picture wearing glasses. All right. And so everything within focus is what you can control. All right. And so that includes your efforts, how hard you try. It includes your goals, your thoughts, feelings, actions. Actions could also be how you ask for help and who you ask for help, your crew, who you keep close. And when you remove your contact lenses or glasses, or even like when I'm wearing my glasses, even if I just look up, because I'm not looking through the lenses, it's already out of focus. So even just thinking, just moving your eyes and just for things to become so foggy, everything on on the outside of the circle of our control is literally everything and everyone else. So I know we all know this to be true, but how many of us really believe in our depths <laughs> that this is true. I healed this through my own recovery and putting in the hard heart work to remember that I literally have zero control over another human being, my kid or not. <laughs> when I spent more time with this and really thinking about it often, again, a belief is just a thought that you keep on thinking. Um, I was able to get there. And once I actually started to believe that I can't control another human, (sighs) that's exactly what I felt. I just felt such a relief and like a weight was lifted off my shoulders and I was able to forgive way more easily. And the judgment I held against other people just started to melt away. 
So again, coming back to thinking that people-pleasing and everything starts with a feeling. And in that regard, we feel guilty because we're not meeting someone else's expectations or we're upset because someone else is not meeting our expectations. If you find yourself with these feelings and you know that people-pleasing is at the root of them, I want you to take it as an opportunity to do some thought management. Because remember, our thoughts are the only thing that control our feelings. So that's where we have to do some digging and try to figure out what our feelings are telling us. So our feeling is kind of like our amber alert. <laughs> Pay attention to the feeling and then do the digging to get to the thought. What are you thinking to create this feeling right now? We could be looking for other people to make us feel good about ourselves, but I'm here to tell you how to take your power back. So if we're really reliant on other people to stir these great feelings of love joy, and safety inside of us, we are going to be exhausted and feel more alone than accepted. Realistically, go down this road with me, think of a finding your perfect partner. Or if you have a partner right now, think of whom you pictured at the beginning. Because for me, meeting the partner of my dreams, I figured would solve all of my problems. And then I met mine and then I got new problems. <laughs> but at the same time, like, not bad. I love him. I love you. But still not what, what I imagined when I imagined my perfect partner. And if you've been in a long-term relationship long enough to get past the honeymoon phase, you know a thousand percent sure that your partner is not going to make you happy a hundred percent of the time. Have you ever thought that having kids will make you happy? Ooh, let's check in with all of our parents at home with our kids 24 seven right now. <laughs> Shit, let's check in with a parent that has a teething toddler or a pubescent teenager or someone doing homeschooling, right? Kids do often the opposite of making us happy. They are challenging and frustrating and hell raising. God damn it, we love them anyways. And uh, they're just so fun. And you love them through all of it, right? Even my pet, Alfred, doesn't make me happy all of the time. <laughs> he had surgery a couple of months ago. And I don't know, he's like kind of back to normal, like for enough normal for a cat, I guess, which is not very normal, but he still pees on things and throws up places and he does not get my happy mojo going all day, right? Nothing can, no one does, only me. So I know that again, none of these people or pets are going to make me happy. I'm the one that has to create space for the thoughts of joy and love so that those feelings are there. In our quarantine state, how are you treating yourself right now? What are the thoughts you are thinking about you? What does your state of self-talk look, sound, and feel like right now? Because 100% guarantee those things are connected. How you're thinking about yourself and how you're treating yourself. So knowing we can't control another adult or pet, how do we have successful relationships? Because again... Fixing the one with yourself is going to start with your thoughts. So 
How do you work on the relationships with other people? How do you show up from a place of love all of the time? Well, I have four parts process, I guess, for humans. And I found a really great acronym that I found for parents uh, that is also really, really great. That works kind of hand in hand. Okay, four-part process. Ready? Number one, in a relationship, accept them. Accept them wholeheartedly. How they show up, however they show up, And yeah, it might be different from day to day, no matter what, accept them for who they are. For our kids, when wherever you choose to call home, that's usually where we feel our safest most of the time, depending, right? Um, And I'll have parents tell me that their kids act so different in comparison to school and home. Like I'll call them to tell them, something great that they're doing or vice versa. And they're like, that doesn't sound like my kid. I don't know what you're talking about. And it's again, because they're usually feeling safest at home. So that's where they're their truest, craziest selves. Same with me, right? I'm not going to act how I act in my home (laughs) out in the real world. Hell no. So encourage whomever in your relationship to use self-expression in whatever safe form that looks like. So I love to draw my feelings. (laughs) I know a lot of other creatives out there do the same. And this is something fun that you can do with your kids too. My last anger monster had a bunch of eyeballs and flames and horns with like stripes. It was bananas. So yeah. (laughs) Step number two, work with their strengths. So think of that person and also start to notice like their own patterns. How do they like to receive praise? Are they the type of person that likes words of affirmation? This is where love languages kinds of comes in handy. I did an episode about that a while back as well. And so love languages is showing up in a space and giving someone love in a way that they will actually receive it. Because you could be shelling gifts out all day, but if that person's love language is not gifts, all of that energy is wasted and that person ends up feeling unloved, which just sounds crazy, right? So work with their strengths. So again, what, how do they like to receive information? How do they like to receive praise, celebrate them and their own way of doing things and think about and how they feel things, whatever that looks like, just work within their strengths. Number three, give them your own version of a big kid shout out. If you've listened to any of the past interviews I've done recently, shout out to Megan and my little sister, Hala. You can listen to those. Those were so fun. Step number three, give them your own version of big kid shout outs do it often. So if you've listened to any of the interviews I've done recently, I started doing big kid shout outs to them where I take a minute or two (laughs) or three, to be honest, to really just appreciate that other human. I let them know of moments where I saw them, moments of when they touched my heart and all of that ooey gooey goodness, especially now, right? In our 
state and feelings of disconnection, this can be something that you could really bring people together. So imagine sending this in snail mail. That would be adorable. Um, you could do a whole craft. Even like I've seen walking in the neighborhood, people have put up notes of their own kind of shout outs to people um, in their front windows. Beautiful. Beautiful. Do the same thing with your own people. With quarantine, how many negative thoughts and feelings have you had about your partner? Mm. But when you start to think about your own shout out to them, again, these are just thoughts that start to create more positive feelings towards them. And I promise this trick works. I do it all of the time. <laughs> so if I start to feel like a twinge of annoyance, yeah, sure. Sometimes I'll sit in it, but at the same time, knowing and remembering that I want to show and feel loved here, I will start thinking of big kid shout outs and start reminding myself all of the things that I love about them instead of the things that annoy me. <laughs> Praise on their effort also instead of the final result. So sure, right now you don't stack the dishwasher how I know it cleans best, lay sigh. But I actually really appreciate the fact that I can check that chore off my list, right? Instead of focusing on how our kids are doing with online schooling, just praise their process of even showing up because it's so hard and our goals of learning have completely changed. And this is a great way to practice this step if you have kids at home is praise their process. Praise their effort instead of the final result. Because again, with school, right now we don't even know what the final result will be. So just give them a shout out for showing up. Last but not least, you knew it was coming in some form or another, but it's also to ask curious questions. So ask them questions not from a place of judgment, but for better understanding. And this is something that my therapist told me recently when I had an emergency call with her. And it was reminding me to not criticize them, but just to ask a question so that I can understand where they are coming from. When it comes to our kids, I really like this step too, asking curious questions. So even when we play with them, how we play with kids, I'm going to ask curious questions to get their imaginations going. So imagine giving them a puzzle. We're not just going to get them to do the puzzle and then like that be that, right? We're going to ask them, what do you think the picture is of? Which pieces do you think fit together, right? We're not finishing the thing for them. We're just showing them possibilities and opening their minds to more. So those are ways that you can show up for your relationship, but then still not let your judgment <laughs> or your own expectations of that person of, or of your relationship get in the way of having a relationship. So also around asking curious questions and playing with our children, I found this uh, thing online and it was called Pride Parenting and it was an acronym. And so the P stands for praise, again, acknowledging their effort. So whatever activity you're doing, just acknowledging their effort again, right? Not focusing on the end project. 
R is for reflection. So repeating back what they have said to you. I is imitation. So following their lead, letting them lead the play, not you parents, slow your roll. <laughs> D is description. So describe what they are doing also. So what you see them doing. And E is enthusiasm. So also to show interest in what they are doing. So I think that could also be taken again into my four-step process, whatever, but how you show up in a relationship with another human, child or not. So when we do these things and keep them in mind, we create such a loving space for relationships to thrive. There's no expectations put on another person to make us feel a certain way because we know that we can make ourselves feel good without relying on another human or pet. (laughs) We're able to choose love more freely and we lean less towards judgment because When you are really there for someone, it takes the pressure off and again, creates so much space for love. So I hope this month looking at the survival habit of people pleasing has been helpful to you. I want to know what has stood out for you the most. What do you still have questions about? Starting on May 2nd, I'm holding a Zoom call where we look at our monthly journaling sheet and um, that I provided on the website. So if you want that, let me know. But we will talk more about this topic specifically. And I'm really ex- excited to offer this ongoing um, for a low cost of zero pennies and zero dollars. So even if you haven't journaled anything and you just want to talk about this topic and see other humans, uh, let me know because I have created a space just for us. As we go into May, we'll be looking at our old survival habits of procrastination. I feel like that will get real juicy. How many of us are living in this state right now? As always, we will also look at what thriving habits we can replace them with. So if you have any burning questions around the topic of procrastination, write me or leave me a voicemail. So starting out in um, May's newsletter, I'm going to be giving you access to all of the worksheets up front. Um, What I've been doing up until this point is just releasing the sheets sporadically throughout the month, but I feel like giving them all to you in a nice little package at the beginning, you will be able to guide yourself through the learnings and offerings more. So I'm excited to offer you that. This way, again, you can have more materials to guide you in real time as you listen to the podcast too. So I created a little package that has our journal prompts, our other worksheets. Uh, This month includes some grounding mantras and techniques, activities that you can do with your kids. So head to kdccoaching.com slash join the crew to sign up. Also in May, we also have Mother's Day. This is your reminder. (laughs) Find, Find something now. Schedule your Zoom call whatever you can do for Mother's Day. Uh, And moms out there, I just want you to know that I see you. I see you busting your asses, trying to get your homes ready for usable work and learning spaces. I see you feeding your kids more often, entertaining your kids more often. I just see you. And I want you to know that I'm here for you. All of the quiet places and times that you had for yourself, 
seem further and further away and further apart. So friends of parents, I want you to give your own big kid shout outs to the moms out in your life. I want you to know, no, I want you to let them know. <laughs> what? I want you to let them know why you love them so much. And I want you to leave me a voice message about it. Let the world know how much you love your moms. Let's give the biggest big kid shout outs this year for Mother's Day. Well, I guess the end of April, that's it. We're here. We're still alive. I hope you are safe. I hope you are well. Again, please come join the fam. I would love to have you. The membership area is going to be lit. We are going to have so much fun chatting more often, hanging out. Again, KDC Coaching is a space that I've made for you to find peace and calm probably laughter. <laughs> Come and join in on any and all of the live classes, workshops I have going on. Head to the website to view it all. I will talk to you soon. Have such a great, great day, friends. Virtual hug. See you soon. Goodbye. Well, friends, that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with me over here with a bunch of big kids. As you travel through the world this week, remember that kindness drives change. We are all on this life journey together, and it's nice to remember that you're not alone. Go and join in on the Facebook group and follow us on Instagram at Big Kid Pod. You can even go to the website to leave me a good old fashioned voice message in the show notes. Go to kdccoaching.com. While you're there, sign up for the newsletter because every month I send out journaling questions and templates to take you a little bit deeper on the journey back to yourself. Sending you so much love from Canada. Talk to you soon.